The other day I was uh, <clears throat> in a store and uh, was noticing all the activity and uh, as I got up to the cash register, I said to the clerk, I said, well, you sure are busy. And she paused for a moment and she said, yeah, it's Christmas again. Christmas again. And I felt sorry for her that she had to go through Christmas again. How is it that something as beautiful and as wonderful and as important as Christmas can be some, become so <clears throat> mundane, so routine, that we just try to endure it to get through? By the way, we need to pray for our people in retail business that suffer during Christmas time with the long hours and the pushy customers and all the hassle and difficulties of this season. And you know, it'd be good for us to show some kindness and encouragement to them and to be a witness to them. But oh my goodness, it's not just our retail people. I feel like our, our whole culture needs to a, a new vision of Christmas and how important and special it is. You know, every time, every year it rolls around and I hear, I hear the term Black Friday as the start of the Christmas, it bothers me. How about you? The Christmas season does not start on Black Friday. But it tells you that our culture really doesn't understand or appreciate the true meaning of Christmas. And every year we struggle with obstacles in terms of <clears throat> really sharing the true message of Christmas that those, to those who don't seem to know and understand. Let me tell you what we're up against. First, as I mentioned, we're up against what we call might call the routine holiday syndrome. The holiday comes around again, we just endure it. We don't pay attention to see what it really means and what it's about. We've got to get past that routineness for people to discover once again how wonderful it is. Second obstacle we have is the truth of Christmas that's buried in the traditions of Christmas. You know, if you knew nothing about Jesus Christ and his birth and the gospel, and you looked around in this culture, and you saw all of these different traditions, some religious, some secular, it would be very hard to discover the truth that's underneath it all. Well, we need to rediscover that truth. We need to dig down deep and say, why? Why are we having Christmas? What's it about? But few people take time to do it. Third obstacle we have, and I have to say it, and that is the crass materialism of our culture. It's all about the money. It's all about retail. It's all about gifts. It's all about this, we might call it, a, a, it's a marketing tsunami that hits our culture at this time of the year. As uh, our retailers are saying, we've got to make up the, for the loss of the year and we'll do anything we can do to get the customers. And you know what? This uh, materialism in our culture is something that we as Christians, I think, are, are too complacent about. It's too easy for us to just kind of go along with it. And parents, what a responsibility we have for our children 
when they have the commercials and they have the influence of their friends and, uh, you know, all of this, this uh, I'm going to use the biblical word, covetousness, which is activated during this time in this season to have and to have more. And then finally, the, third, the fourth obstacle is we have this, what we might call an intrusive secular society telling us that it's better not to believe than to believe. And we hear from the, uh, the Freedom From Religion organization. Have you noticed them? You know, this organization which is always ready to step up at Christmas time and say we need to be free from Christmas, free from religion. I wonder how long we're going to be able to have a Christmas tree in the White House. You think about that. You know, it's such a strong custom and tradition, such a beautiful thing. I think that it really even unites the nation during this season. But I wonder how long we're going to be able to do that before our government says, no, that's too religious and we're not supposed to honor any religion. Well, we need to um, recognize that as Christians in this dark world, we need to let our light shine at Christmas. And as we, as we enjoy the beautiful decorations and the lights of Christmas, we need to be lights ourselves in this world that needs to know the answer. Would you turn with me to Luke chapter 2? And I want us to take a moment to, to see how it all got started and why it's so important for us to get past the traditions and the confusion and the worldly values and recognize what a glorious event this was and what a difference that it makes in our lives. And so we read in Luke chapter 2, that in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. What is this? This is a, it's an historic event. This actually happened in the history of this world. And we see that the event of Christ's Birth was anchored in this historical incident, which is referenced. Verse 4, so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, wrapped him in cloths, and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Verse 8, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. 
This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. This thing which has happened. An actual event in history that changed everything. Isn't it amazing that this birth of Christ, as we look back through history, it separates history into two parts. Everything that happened before his birth, B.C., everything that happened after his birth, A.D., what was, could possibly be so significant that it would have divided all of human history into two parts? Amazing. Amazing. And here, from this account, we see it was indeed an historical event. The time, the place, what happened in this event so very important for us to recognize. <clears throat> we see this, this place of Bethlehem, which was prophesied in Scripture, a real place. How many of you have been to Bethlehem? Many that have gone to Israel. You can't go to Israel without visiting Bethlehem and discovering what a, what a beautiful place it was. And as you see Bethlehem and, and its position in relation to Jerusalem, and you realize this really happened here. Jesus was born here in an actual place. And uh, by the way, you know, some of the traditions of the church to recognize the nativity and the places of the birth, that doesn't matter to me. So Bethlehem, a real city in a real place. Something that happened that changed the world. Jesus, who had an actual identity through Joseph, and Mary from Nazareth, as they <clears throat> were from the lineage of David. And their lineage went back to Abraham. And they, by their lineage, were able to fulfill the prophecies regarding the coming of the Messiah. Here we see the condition of Mary as she's pledged to marry Joseph and expecting a child. And you look at that and how that's stated so simply and truthfully with such integrity. And you realize, you know, uh, someone could have made, been easier on Mary and not described her condition that way. And yet this is the story that has stopped us in history. We realize, well, what was really happening here? And we know that it was because of a, an incredible miracle we know as the virgin birth where it was the Holy Spirit that conceived in Mary's body. And before she was married to Joseph, and she gave birth to the Savior. And then finally we see this incredible event of the heavenly announcement. It was the angels themselves who announced the birth of Christ to the shepherds. It must have been a pretty spectacular event for the angels themselves to have to say, it happened. And it actually happened. 
And to the shepherds, these humble, lowly servants of society who got this message and realized that something important had happened and that they were going to be included as they rushed to find uh, the manger in Bethlehem. I love these words. As the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. He is Christ the Lord. What a wonderful thing. And it's this event that should stir our hearts and get us past the routine attitude of, well, it's only Christmas again. How wonderful. You know, each Christmas time, as I think about my own, uh, my own relationship with God and my own feeling about Christmas, I found that it's helpful for me to do some you know, extra study and to learn more things about Christmas. And uh, even studying the, the different traditions of different countries and how they've been celebrated through the year. This year I've been interested in the German tradition. I, my, my, my grandmother uh, and grandfather came from Germany in 1909. And uh, we have recently researched the records and found their names on the log at Ellis Island. And even the ship that uh, they rode in to cross the Atlantic and uh, they're their names and, you know, their signatures there in that book. But uh, there's a German tradition that I'm just learning about called Christken. Have you heard of this? Do you know what it is? It sounds kind of like Sam, uh, Santa Claus, but it's much better. And it was Martin Luther that got this idea going that it was Jesus that, w- that would give gifts to children at Christmas time. And uh, there was a young maiden uh, dressed up in a beautiful uh, Christmas uh, attire that would deliver these presents that she was very careful to say were coming from Jesus. Martin Luther wanted the children to know that Jesus was the reason for the season, not St. Nicholas. And uh, we can, now we're not going to start practicing that in this church, but I want us, you know, it's, it's helpful to look back at some of these traditions and discover different reflections, different meanings and appreciation. And each of us can reflect on our family history and some of the traditions that have come to us in this generation, and it's a good thing. Another thing I like to do is find a new Christian, a new uh, Christmas song to spend time with and learn. And this year, I've been really enjoying this song, and many of you may know it, uh, better than I do, but uh, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. What a wonderful song that's presented by Chris Tomlin. And uh, let me read the words and just pay attention because the meaning is so good. Come thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation Hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring. 
by thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone, by thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne, by thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. God's worthy of our worship and our gratitude for Jesus Christ and what he means as our Father's gift. And to go beyond the holiday and the traditions and the things that we enjoy and say, what is this really about? It's not just the event, but the meaning of this event. The fact is, we need a Savior. We need Jesus. We still need Jesus. Romans chapter 3 says this of the human condition. Okay, people without God, what? That not one person has God's approval. No one understands. No one searches for God. Everyone has turned away. This is Romans 3, verses 10 through 15. Together they have become rotten to the core. No one does anything good, not even one person. Apart from God, we are lost. We are incredible, in, in incredible need. The need for a Savior. And then we read in Romans chapter 3, verse 21. And I like this version. That's the New Living Testament. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with Him without keeping the requirements of the law. He has promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Christ Jesus. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glory. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus Christ sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. Doesn't that tell it all? The meaning of Christmas, that is the birth of God's Son in Jesus Christ and the salvation that he brought to us as we believe. How wonderful it is. You know, one of my favorite uh, images at Christmas time is simply the baby in the manger. And yes, we think of that manger and we think about it's the resurrection and the empty tomb. But pause for a moment. The humility of that baby in the manger, Jesus our Savior. Listen, God making himself available to be taken into human arms. To be held. To be loved. To be cherished. To be received. And then I think, you know that baby born in Bethlehem. Christ wants to be born in our hearts today, just as real, <laughs> just as wonderful, just as life-changing.
how wonderful it is. And so, how can this, uh, how, as we look at this Christmas season, how can, it, how can we get beyond just Christmas again? Wake up! Pay attention! See what actually happened! Open your heart! I, I, I heard a preacher say, open your Bible before you open your presence. Is that a good idea? Open your heart. <laughs> open your Bible. Open your life to what Christmas is all about. And trust me, it won't be routine. It, 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 it won't be something that you can pass through untouched, unmoved. What a wonderful thing it was. We were sharing yesterday about Marie and her sweet and wonderful spirit. And, you know, something moved me that I remembered about her. And that Pastor Phil loved gospel music. And he asked Michael and I to bring our instruments, come to the hospital, and play gospel music for him. And so we did. We did it a couple of times. And, oh, my goodness, Pastor Phil loved to sing all the old songs. And let me tell you, he sang every song in the book and then some. We couldn't keep up. But we were, uh, we were, I think it was I Fly Away even was the song that we were singing. And I looked over, and uh, Maude had come with Michael. And I looked over at Maude, and she had these big tears coming down her cheeks. And so we finished the song, and I reached out and put my arm around her. And she said, oh, it's so beautiful. She says, I'm so grateful that I can be part of this. And I thought, oh my goodness, that sweetness, that genuineness, that love for the Lord, that desire to praise God, that's really what we need at Christmas time. To have broken hearts, to, to, to cry some real tears about God's gift to us and how grateful we are. Hey, listen, we can all rise above our culture and all the problems that we see and have a real Christmas because we have a real Savior. You know, uh, <clears throat> C.S. Lewis talked about all, the, all of the problems with Christmas and Easter and he said, even so, Jesus was born and he rose from the dead and so let's make the most of it. And let's raise our voices even louder. And let's shine our light even brighter than all of the sounds and the sights that are in this world that would bring confusion. And so let's be bold. Let's be grateful. And let's let God truly convince us all over again that we may convince others of why Christmas is so important. Lord, thank you this morning for this Savior. Lord, there's so much to consider. And Lord, as we see ourselves so small, as we humble ourselves before you, we realize, Lord, as you open our eyes and lift our hearts and we behold your greatness, Lord, it's simply overwhelming. And Lord, it's good to be overwhelmed by the wonder of this season. Help us, Lord, not to be distracted or, or spoiled, Lord, or conflicted or confused by all of the mixed messages that we get in this world today. And help us, Lord, to, to see through and to hold on clearly 
and dearly to the truth that we know that you've given us a gift of Jesus Christ, our salvation. We thank you for it. In his name we pray. Amen.